You're welcome to the Father's House Church podcast. Listen to Apostle Richard Udo as he teaches God's Word with insight and wisdom. Stay tuned and be blessed. Rescue. Be to God. Yes. Rescue. Now, the theme or the text for the theme is taken from the book of Zechariah, chapter 9, verse 11 to 12. It was a prophetic declaration with the background of what happened to Joseph. It was used as a prophetic declaration of the new thing that God was going to do for his people. We thank God because what he promised, he has fulfilled. And the fulfillment was in Jesus. The Bible says in Acts chapter 4, verse 12. Acts 4, 12. It says, in fact, let me read from verse 10, 10 and 12. It says, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doeth this man stand here before you whole. Verse 12. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. There's no other name. There's no other name. There is no other name. In that name, all that is required for life and godliness has been dropped in, has been packaged by God. Now, if you read Colossians chapter 1, Colossians chapter 1, from verse 13, 13 and 14 to be precise, he said, who had delivered us from the power of darkness and had translated us to the kingdom of the son of his the, of the kingdom of his dear son or the son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood even the forgiveness of our sins now in our modern day english there are a group of words that express the same thing for example they express the same idea rather go gone went it gives you the idea of moving from one location to another or towards another. The word we see in uh, Zechariah, or the word we see in uh, first uh, in um, Acts chapter four, verse twelve, Colossians chapter one, verse thirteen, and many others. There's a group of words that are used to describe it, whether in the Greek or in the Septuagint. Septuagint is the Old Testament in Greek. And there are three groups of words used here. Two of them were used in Acts chapter 4, verse 12, still connoting the same thing that was said in Colossians chapter 1, verse 13, 
and Zechariah chapter 9, verse 11 and verse 12. The word describing deliverance. The word describing rescue. That word you see in Colossians chapter 1, verse 13 is a word Roman that is to be delivered or to be rescued from and preserved to. You are rescued from and you are preserved. Either preserved to or preserved by. Now, what we are told there is that when in Zechariah turning to your stronghold, our stronghold today is the name of the Lord. And the name of the Lord is the name Jesus Christ. And in Acts chapter 4 verse 12 we are told, neither is there salvation. Salvation there speaks of the word soteria. Soteria is another word for go, gone, went. We saw go in, Gal in Colossians chapter 1 verse 4, I mean verse 13. We saw gone in Acts chapter 4 verse 12. In the, la the last word in Acts chapter 4 verse 12, the King James Version is the word went, which is the word sozo. I hope I'm not confusing you, please. Uh, I will need you to understand how the three words play together. It says go, gone, went. Go, gone, went. We see go, the sense of go or going in the word, oh, sorry, gone in the word in Galatians chapter 1 verse 13. You have been delivered. We see soteria speaking of the same thing in another rendition. Soteria was a Septuagint way in which that same word was made. The third expression is what you, is the word, you've, can we have Acts chapter 4 verse 12 on screen? Acts 4.12. Acts 4.12. The last word there in the King James is saved. That word is sozo. That is the went equivalent in the illustration I'm making right now. Romine, uh, uh, Soteria, and Sozo. They all speak of the same thing, which is the fact that you have been delivered. Your deliverance was done and complete in Christ Jesus. You don't need another deliverance again forever and ever in your life. Why? It's like, I remember many years ago, 2004 to be precise, when this house was being built, around this time or somewhere in August or somewhere, we're meeting in church like this in the morning. Then suddenly there was this rain that came, very bad rain. I still have that Bible. The Bible I'd used in preaching for many years. I was holding the Bible to preach like this. As I began to preach with the Bible, there was this rain that came. There are a few of us in the hall here who were in that service that day. The rain messed up everything, and that rain condemned that Bible. Because this is paper and leather. It gets to a point, it's so soaked that even when it is dry, it loses form, it becomes useless. But in your own case, in the case of the deliverance you have been given, we have been brought out of the rain. Are you with me? Rescued from the rain. And we have been preserved. 
such that what was supposed to have been destroyed is not only remade, but a complete version, a complete new form of it that never existed has now been brought to bear. That is why the Bible says, if any man is in Christ, is a new creature, all things are what? Gone. All things are what? Become new. You are from the family of witch doctors. They have sacrificed. They have shed human blood. And you are now going on your own right now. You are now born again. You are a child of God. He has rescued you. He has delivered you. When he delivered you, he didn't just deliver you. You see, when you go to a slave market and you buy a slave, you bring the slave to your house. When he comes to your house, does he become your son? Eh? Does he become your son? He continues to serve you as a servant. Are you with me? But in your own case, the deliverance, the rescue that you were given, you were brought out of the slave market by the price of the blood of Jesus and brought into his house, not just as somebody being brought in, but you are now brought in into his house, not as a slave, not to continue in servitude, but to stand as a son. The Bible says you and the son in the house, you are not co-heirs. You are what? Joint heirs. What does joint heirs mean? Joint heirs means that you have 100% to it. He has what? 100% to it. Beloved of God, hear me and hear me well. When they say break the shackles on your head, on your leg, on your this, there is no shackle on your leg. There is no, you have been what? delivered. Say it, I am delivered. My deliverance was once and for all. They say God said he will visit the iniquity of the fathers to the sons for a thousand generations. See, I didn't plan to go this way in this service. It's not this things I'm saying is not on my outline, but I think there's somebody here that needs to hear this. Don't forget in Ezekiel 33, God had told them that that proverb will no longer be said in Israel. Are you with me? That the fathers have eaten grapes and the teeth of the children are now being, uh, how is this said? Gnashing. I saw. No. He said it will no longer be said. That was even in the Old Testament before the New Testament began. Now in the New Testament, the same right that the son in the house has, you have a joint, you are co-owners also. He has rescued you. He has transferred you into the kingdom of his son. In the kingdom of the son of his love, there are no slaves. They are all sons. There is no junior son. There is no senior son. You are all what? Sons. Please, I hope you understand me. Therefore, you are sleeping and they come to press you. They are pressing you because in the first place, the word of God is not in you. They are pressing you because the name of the Lord is not in your mouth. You, you wake up. When you wake up, what do you do? You begin to cry. It shows that you don't know what he has done for you. You stand in the name that he has procured for you. You see, the word soteria, in Acts chapter 4 verse 12, it has seven meanings. 
There, he said, there's no, therefore, no name. How did he put it? Acts chapter 4, verse 12. He says, neither is there salvation in any other. Salvation in any other name. Salvation in any other name. Neither is there salvation. That word salvation means seven things in today's English. Seven things. And I want to quickly mention it. And I want you to write it down. The first is the word rescue. And I dwelt on it in the 10 o'clock service. The word rescue. You have been rescued. And when you, in, in order for you to live in the reality of that rescue, you must know the word of God. And that word must not be far from your heart and from your mouth. The Bible speaks of the word of God as a two-edged sword. What gives the word a two-edged sword? In simple terms, when God speaks his word, the word that God speaks, because the Greek word for two-edged sword is the word diabolos. When God speaks the word, one edge is released as God speaks. One edge is released as God speaks. By the time the word enters into you, and you meditate on the word, and you begin to declare, whether in your normal day to day, or in your moment of challenge, no weapon, you are saying it from the inside of you, whether you are asleep or awake or you are moving, no weapon fashioned against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against me in judgment, they are condemned. And you begin to condemn them. You are adding the other sharp edge by the words of your mouth to the word of God. There is a heart-mouth connection. Are you following me? And that is how by the word, that's why the Bible says, those that do the word, they are what? They are those that bless. The word of God cannot get up and fight for you. The word of God cannot do anything for you. It is you to take the word, to understand the word, and build your house, build your life by the word of God. The word says there's therefore now no condemnation. Who is he that condemned? Who is he that accused? It is Christ that died. And you begin to declare this word. You say it to yourself. You say it as you are driving. You say it as you are cooking. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down. When that word was said, there was all kinds of trouble around. But as he kept speaking, as he kept speaking, he got to a point and said, yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, which was where he was actually, he said, I fear no evil. The word begins to take form. And the word begins to make room for you. The Bible says that the steps of a good man are what? Ordered by the Lord. Yes, that is true. But as you meditate on it, you have received the word with one edge of the sword. You add the other edge to it. As I go out today, because the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, therefore I stand to declare, my steps are ordered. The right people come my way. The right opportunities come my way. The right happenings, the right circumstances come my way. You don't say, God, your word says the steps of a good man order myself. No, no, no. The way you walk that word is to declare, my steps are what? Ordered. And you take the steps. 
a brother who, in one of the services, he shared something with me some time ago. He had been praying, 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 then he got an understanding of this word. And one day, he couldn't contain himself. He left his house and came to the bus stop there. He didn't know where he was going. He wore his best shirt, his best trouser, and he got there. And when he got there, God told him, take, he had in his spirit, take a vehicle, go to beggar. He didn't know where he was going in beggar. When he got to beggar, he had the word, go and enter BRT to Marina. And he went to beggar, enter BRT to Marina. And when he got to Marina, he said, where am I going in Marina? He said, cross over to the other side. Go and stand in front of the church there, the big church there. I think it's the Trinity Church, isn't it? Uh, which church? We know the big church there. When you cross from CMS to bookshop house area, no, before the bookshop house, there is a church here. He said, go and stand in front of the church. And he went and he stood in front of the church on this side where the car park is. As he stood, he said, move to the right. And he began to move to the right. He got opposite MPA. He was told, stop. And he stopped. He said, enter that building. The steps of a good man. He had begun to program himself by the word. He said, my steps are ordered. I don't know how many days he declared that. I don't know how many months he said that. But the word, when the word caught form in his spirit, the word took him over and began to direct him, direct him, direct him. And by the time he got there, he got into the reception and said, they asked him, sir, can we help you? Who do you want to see? He said, I want to see the big man. The receptionist asked him, which big man? We have many big men here. He said, your big man, that's the man I want to see. As he was standing. Somebody said, as he was standing. The Bible says, the race is not to the swift. The battle is not to the strong. He ends by saying time and chance. That time and chance is where the spirit of God takes over and arranges things. A young man just came and looked at him. He said, are you the one my guy is expecting? He said, I don't know, but I'm supposed to see him. And he went, took him straight. Do you know of the thousand and one of guys in that building, that was the right of God to see. And he was not the one the man was expecting. Today, he's doing big business with those people. What I'm telling you is this. Learn to walk the world, and the world will walk your rescue out of poverty, out of sickness, out of disease. God has completed what he needs to complete. When you tell him, come and do what he has done, you are telling him that we don't have faith in what he has done. And you are asking him to do it because you don't know what he has done. As a result of it, you cannot experience the rescue, the safety, that he has made for you. You see, in that world, salvation, there is rescue, there is safety, there is deliverance or redemption, where you yourself had even made an error and you appeal unto him as your redemption. He comes into your rescue and bails you out of the error that you have made. There is health in that world, Soteria. There is settlement, settlement, settlement in that world. There is wholesomeness. And there is the empowerment to do well. To do well. When God settles you, like he settled Mary Magdalene, he made her whole. And Mary Magdalene became somebody that we are reading about today. Beloved of God, this is contained in the rescue package that Jesus has made available to us. Therefore, 
get up in your mind, get up in your heart today. Get to become a friend of the word of God. Begin to walk the word. Create an environment of the word around you. Always make sure that even people around you, you deliberately surround yourself with people that speak the word. People that believe in the word. People that live the word. People that honor the word. Because the deliverance that you are going to experience is going to come out of you walking in the word. Either in your obedience to the word or in your standing and declaring the word of God in faith. You are confused. You don't know what to do. You remember what Jesus said in John chapter, 12, verse, John chapter 8 verse 12. He says, I am the light of the world. Whosoever walketh after me will not walk in darkness, but will, will, will walk in the light that produces life. And you begin to meditate on that word. As you meditate, you say, you say, you say, you say. And suddenly an idea will come. You don't know whether it will work or not. But as you begin to take step as the Lord leads you, you discover God walking truly with you. Bringing people that will come and refine that idea. Bringing people that will come and supply help for you. People you never knew. The word walking will attract them. Give you favor before them. And bring deliverance or rescue for you in that state. Is it in your health? It's the same thing. You stand to declare. Did David said, like I've always quoted Psalm 27, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? He says, when the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came to eat up my flesh, what happens to them? They stumbled and they fell. And you begin to declare it. You begin to declare it. He said, the Egyptians are men. They are not gods. Their horses are flesh and not spirit. When the Lord shall arise, both he that said, and he that is, both he that helped, and he that is helped, they shall what? Both fall. And you begin to make your declarations. Beloved of God, get up and walk the word. God has said it, Hebrews chapter 13, 5 and 6, that you and I may boldly say so. He has said it so that we may say. And as we say, we being of the same spirit of faith, we speak. And you begin to experience the rescue package that God has got for you. Bow your heads. I know our time is already far, far, far spent. Talk to God. If you are there, you are not born again. It will be a pleasure for me to pray with you. Say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be born again. You can raise up your hand where you are. I will pray with you. And if you are watching on screen or through any of your devices where you are, I want to pray with you. Say with me, Jesus, come into my life. Make me a new creature. I believe you died on my, for my sake. I ask today in the name, in your name, that in the name of just my sins be forgiven. I confess Jesus as Lord of my life today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Father, I pray for your people that your word will be open to them, O oh God. And that there will be a desire in us to seek after you. So that we might experience the deliverance, the rescue that you have made available for us in Jesus. Thank you, almighty God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening to today's message from the Father's House Church. Join us same time next week.
Kindly follow our social media platforms, TFHC Online on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, TFHCNG on Instagram.